Welcome back to another murder cast. My name is Aisha. I'm Emily. I'm Jess. And today we're going to talk about the murder of Marco McMillian. This one uh, kind of took me in lots of different places, but Marco McMillian was born on April 23rd, 1979 in Mississippi. Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, he was 33 at the time of his death and very like accomplished. Very accomplished. And had been running for public office in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, McMillian was McMillian was pretty successful. He graduated from uh, Clarksdale High School in 1997. How old was I in 1997? Four, maybe? Just very, very little. I was born in 94. I was born in 93. That is a little baby. So is Emily. Are you guys the same yeah. age? Yeah. We talked about her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he graduated from... Uh, Jackson State University as magna cum laude. Is it? Is that how you say it? Magna cum laude. Is that how you say it? Magna cum laude. Cum laude or laude. I had no idea. Anyway, super fucking up there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he earned his master's degree in philanthropy and development from Saint Mary's University of Minnesota. And then he developed his own business and became the CEO of it. And it's called MWM and Associates, which provided consulting to nonprofit organizations. This guy was, he seemed like a good dude. He was running for mayor because he wanted to help basically get his neighborhood like out of poverty because it was a mostly black neighborhood and it was kind of going downhill. Yeah. It was like really old and rusty and. There was no developments. So he was running as mayor to try to help reverse that. And he, of course, died. So some speculate that the death was a political assassination. That's like one of the theories. There, I think there are three in total. So in 2013, he ran for mayor of Clarksville, or I'm sorry, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, and on February 26th, which is my sister's birthday, 2013, his body was found near the levee between Sherard and Reina Lara. Reina Lara? I'm just so profoundly good at pronouncing all of these words. Um, McMillian. McMillian was the first openly gay man to be a viable candidate for public office in Mississippi. So he was black, he was gay, he was young. He was democratic too, right? He was democratic, yes. He was very involved. Good. For his area. Not yeah, for Mississippi, but, but no. at the same time, though, if you, like, the research I was doing basically was talking about, like, a lot of people were actually for him because they wanted that democratic change in their community. But there were also... He was going to save them. Yeah. But there are also claims that people had no clue who he was because he, even though he, like, lived in Clarksdale, he had he spent... Been there in 10 yeah, years. he hadn't been there in years because he went to high school elsewhere. Oh, or co- college. sorry, college elsewhere, two different places. Yeah, and and um, he got his he got his masters at the at St. Mary's University of Minnesota. Okay, so he wasn't living around there, so they weren't. A lot of people said they were unfamiliar with who he even was, but a lot of what a lot of the changes that he was wanting to implement kind of went against what they had what their local government sort of stood for. So it does make sense that it could have been a political assassination, but there, this also could have been like a weird lover's quarrel or something I, along those lines, which I am more inclined to believe. I believe, see, for me, to me, from the research I did, I feel like it's more of a 
time because of this. Except what I saw, because they, after his murder, they were trying to uh, figure out if this could be construed as a hate crime. Apparently, they don't consider a murder a hate crime if the person is gay because sexual orientation is not a part of their hate crime laws in Mississippi. At least it was like that in 2013. I know. So that's basically like, hey, beat up gay people. Well, yeah, Yeah. I was watching the interviews, too, and basically they were making fun of the idea of him being gay, and that's where the other issue was when you were talking about Lover's Call. Um, The family and friends of um, Reed, Mm -hmm. Lawrence Reed, Lawrence Reed, laughed at the idea of him being possibly gay. Yeah, they did. But the thing is, though, is you're in a community where you have to keep that closeted. That's that the South. This is South. But at the same time, maybe he was on the DL, and he was also hateful of himself. Like, didn't, like, he didn't accept himself for mm-hmm. being like that, too. And if you're around people who are, like, very homophobic, and you're, you know, not to straight... Maybe you're absolutely right in that respect. Maybe he did, like, kind of snap at his own sexuality. Like, just the reality of his own sexuality. Mm-hmm. We'll get into They that. also, well, they did, said they also didn't feel like it was a hate crime because it was, they were both black men. Yeah, but. when you were talking it's not, about. But it's not racially charged. It's, yeah, I know, but that's what they were talking about. They, like, because you were just talking about how they didn't consider. Yeah, because like, of the sexuality. Yeah. That's why they also were like, oh, well, this is like the same type of, like, race, so it's not really a hate crime. Because they were only looking at racial. Yeah. They were being yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. Well, you already brought up that point, but yeah. I just thought I'd add to it. That's done. I mean, not what you're saying. <laughs> that they, <laughs> no, no. Because the family did want it to be considered a hate crime because it probably Yeah, was. his family did. And the way he died. Was the community funny. was not... There were some that more in the community. Some in the community. Did he die? Other people who were more into because of Lawrence. Mm-hmm. What happened to Lawrence? Okay, we haven't got that part yet. Yeah, we're going to... So, his, his mother and stepfather... Um, say that he left the house around 10 p.m. on the evening of February 25th to move some cars out of the driveway. That's that's what they said happened. And by midnight, he hadn't returned. So if he's just moving cars out of the driveway, what the hell happened to him, you know? Okay, so Lawrence Reed, who was found guilty of the murder, he claims that McMillian was going to meet him that night and they were going to go to a party in a neighboring town, but that McMillian have driven them to a deserted place and made sexual advances to Reed. Um, he claimed that he acted in self-defense, but the yeah, way he was murdered... Very, it gets very gruesome. Oh my god. The way he was murdered, I'm like, that uh, is not that is not how you behave in self-defense. You would have a... You would probably have a fight-or-flight response. You'd probably fight and run if you felt like you were about to be raped or well, someone was trying to rape you. The other thing is, too, is before we get there, I don't want to invalidate anybody that feels like they've been sexually attacked or anything like that. Of course. That. But they're, like, when I'm I doing, hope that's not what I'm doing. No, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> just, no, you're not. You're not. You're fine. Yeah, so, like, in my notes, though, um, not, well, I guess, like, my mental notes, but <laughs> my research, basically, uh, Lawrence Reed act like he didn't even know McMillan at all, act like he met him at a bar. And if McMillan took him down a dirt road path, usually that is normal for people that are closeted to go somewhere where no one can know where you're at Mm -hmm. so you guys can, you know, feel comfortable with each other. Also, too, I want to shout out to um, 
Agem have a podcast because I was listening to their podcast. Oh yeah, I I had that episode saved. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing out like you know just talking about their queerness on how they would do that too. They take so and so back row. So I feel like at some point, I just feel like it actually. I know they were pretending like they didn't know each other, or the, the people were saying they didn't really know each other, but I feel like at some point it was, like, consensual that they were going to go down this mm-hmm. dark road. I just feel like that. That makes I, sense. I just wanted to, like, that, that's why I was saying I'm not trying to invalidate anyone's experience. You know, he he could have been attacked. We don't know. But at the same time, that went to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And the other thing could have been, like, you, you were talking about earlier about uh, – I think maybe before we were recording, when you were talking about him not maybe having dealt with homophobia and, like, afraid of his own sexuality in regards to Lawrence Reed. That would make more sense to me because he was 22. He was only 22 years old, whereas Michael McMillan was... 33. Maybe he was like up the age, but it's like we know when people are interested in each other, age doesn't matter. No, I know that. I'm just saying oh, at no, 22, I'm, talking you, I'm talking about everybody else. Yeah, but I'm just saying like at 22, maybe he was easily he could have been easily like like Lord like sort of persuaded just because of how young he was versus how old oh, Marco was. So maybe he got to the point yeah. like yeah, I'm not cool with this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I feel like um, I mean, if he if he just said no, I don't want this, and that's fine. But now he's saying that he was attacked. But then the way that Marco McMillian was murdered, I just it doesn't to that's me line to up me, to his story. It felt like almost a yes. Like so like, there's multiple different theories. There's one theory. Okay, these people they know each other. Okay, mm-hmm. they're they're low key together. Okay, the other one is they just met, and maybe he was coming out as a sexuality and realized he couldn't handle it. Right. It was an identity crisis for him. Mm-hmm. The other thing, it could be low key. He had a plan the whole time that he was going to murder her. I know because That's he's homophobic too. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a bunch of theories here. There's also the theory that this could have just been a paid political assassination. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah because exactly. like like we were talking about earlier, he was a Democrat. He was going into the South, Mississippi, and trying to to like revamp his neighborhood. Also, the place too, that he came he, from. I mean, he was a member of academia. Like he was at a college. Yeah. Like he did a lot of so you know, he could carry himself in a political way. Right. And it was very intelligent. He was very decorated. He had his own business. He was, yes. like, pretty successful. And so it doesn't... Really wants to see any type of change like that for right. a gay man. A gay black man. Yeah. In Mississippi. <laughs> so... I'm just I'm no, just hammering that home. I know it still exists. Like homophobia is very strong. Oh yeah, there's people they don't have cable down there. You know, just like they still don't have internet. Since uh, Biden won the election, um, there was a video because someone was like uh, President Trump, or I think maybe President Trump said that he wasn't uh, anti-gay, and then there was this no Melania Melania. There was a video of Melania oh, saying yeah, that Trump that was wasn't anti-gay, and then someone put a clip together of him said, of all I'm the times, yeah, of all the times in interviews on television that he said he is completely against gay people and gay marriage and. They just, just love to just <laughs> speak without thinking, and everything that comes out of their mouths is all lie. Well, Trump, anyway. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, back to the case. Reed, where were we? Reed was uh walking down the dark, claiming self defense. Yes, we are yeah. getting to the, the details. Okay, so his body 
It was beaten, dragged, and burned. That's what it found. The evidence, like the autopsy results showed that there was blunt force trauma, which means he was hit to some degree. He was dragged. And the actual cause of death was called... um, He tried to burn his phone. It was called asphyxia by undetermined etiology, which means that they don't have a set reason, but suffocation. And Reed claims, these are more the details of the murder, Reed used his wallet chain to choke McMillian, um, dragged him into a body of water to make sure he was dead, and then doused the body in gasoline and set it on fire. Oh my god. The only part left out of Reed's story is the fact that he was beaten before he was dragged and burned. He thought McMillan was still alive when he was dragging him in water is what he supposedly said. Yeah. But even if it is self-defense, like, that's a lot, it's a lot. of extra work. It's a lot. And if like, he, you burn his cell phone, and you, basically you mutilated his body to make sure that he was dead. Yes. Like, why didn't you call, like, I mean, everyone, I'm sure people have different experiences when they feel like they're being assaulted or they're going to be assaulted or they have been assaulted. But this, that's why I'm saying, like, my theory is this just seems like it was a hate crime because you're going all these extra miles instead of telling people, okay, calling the authorities, being like, this isn't, because, like, it's different, like, okay, if you're self-defense and then you accidentally kill somebody, okay, wouldn't you, like, let the authorities know at that point? Yes. Why are you mutilating the body? I know. There's blood on fire. If he wasn't dead when he went into the water... Wouldn't he have already been passed out from being beaten? He would have, but even in the autopsy report, there would have been, they would have had some, if he was still alive, they would have had some evidence that there was water in his lungs. Because you can always tell when someone's been drowned by water, because there's typically water left over in their esophagus Mm -hmm. or in their lungs, or somewhere that says that it was drowning by liquid. Mm -hmm. But clearly that wasn't stated in the autopsy anywhere. But that he also could have just died from the wallet chain choking because well, he yeah, did say asphyxia. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he said he choked him with the wallet. Because uh, McMillan grabbed his shirt or something. Yeah, he like made a sexual advance on him. But to me, I'm just like, first of all, if you would have just like beaten him or hit him or something and knocked him out even before dragging him to the lake. Couldn't you have just stopped there and left? Yeah. Oh, wait, wasn't he trying somewhere? to get rid of his car, too? Oh, yeah. We're, we'll get there in a second. There's a whole story there. Oh, okay. um, But, yeah. Um, so that was basically all pretty on par to what the police found, except for that blunt force trauma. There was nothing about the blunt force trauma in Reed's story. That's People conveniently left out. Shit that I know. Exactly. So like, that's, like, that is the only reason why I don't believe that this was... Anything but a hate crime. Like, I yeah. don't believe this was a self-defense thing. I think he attacked him. I think he just killed him. No, I think but the reason too, is, like, w- it, there's just, like, that whole gap of why. Yeah. Why did this happen? Like, we don't know why he did it. It could be the lover's quarrel. They could have been friends and known each other. And he did make a sexual advance that Reed was uncomfortable with. Or... This could have been a political assassination. Like, there is just nothing to... There's no way to know what it was because there actually is not that much information about the case. When I was watching and listening to the news reports of people that knew Lawrence Reed, Mm -hmm. they were basically laughed at the idea that he possibly could be gay. And then they were talking about he was just such a nice person, there's no way that he could do this. But a lot of people that do stuff, we think they're nice people and stuff like that. And I remember this one person was like, 
Um, you know, McMillan must have really just pushed him to this limit for him to be able to do this. But it just seems like it, it just seems like too too much. Like he went through too many details mm-hmm. trying to burn the phone with the car take yeah. the car. Like it's just so much. And I know like that a lot of people were upset of the verdict of him going to jail for um life. Life, mm-hmm. yeah, for murder. Yeah. Life without parole. Yeah. It should have been a hate crime though. I wonder, do they have that now? Is that how I don't know, because that was only 2013. So, I don't know if they the changed that. They married become legal until 2016. Well, yeah, but did they make, did well, they yeah. add that to their law, that sexual orientation can also be? Okay. Let me it's check. the sentence for, he was sentenced for murder. Correct? Yeah, for murder. Well, that would be more than hate crime, wouldn't it? Well, it would be hate, wouldn't it be hate crime and a murder? I guess. That would be two counts. Because yeah. But it would depend on if they, even if they filed for two counts, for both counts, I mean, they could have found guilty for one and not guilty for the other or whatever. That's true. But like I said, um, at that time, but sexual wasn't orientation considered wasn't considered. Was yeah. The, um, sexual orientation Either way, he's standing for life with no option for parole. Oh, so. apparently, too, disability and gender identity was also not considered any crime in Mississippi either. Just fun fact there. So, basically, this was this article last year was basically how people are trying to get that. Last year, in 2019, people are trying to get this included. They're trying to get disability. So, it's still? I haven't got to that part yet. Let's see. They're trying to push for legislation. That disability, gender um, identity, and orientation should be considered a hate crime. So let's see. They never said there was a verdict. It said that's what they were pushing legislation last year. So Mississippi is behind the times compared to the rest of the other states. Um, They still don't include disability, gender identity, and uh, sexual orientation as a hate crime. Unfortunately, they really only have race. I don't know if they have hate crime for just gender or not. I'm not sure about that, but they probably only recognize two genders. So oh yeah, definitely, definitely two genders. Um, Even works. Unfortunately, there's a there's a lot of poverty and a very lack of education. Like I said, it is not progressive as a lot of the other states in the U.S. There's even a lot more state southern states in the U.S. that are more progressive as well. So that was almost like against him that way. He was trying to bring that progressive change to the community. Yeah, he was. But it just backfired because he was murdered. So I feel like that's even more evidence to this possibly being a political assassination. Yeah. I mean, they did. The verdict was he was murdered. But it's just like, it's so interesting because it's like still unsolved because like, why was he really murdered? Were you really felt like you were going to be a sexual assaulted? Like, were you guys lovers? Did you guys know each other prior to this? Oh, you know, um, Lawrence Reed had a girlfriend, right? Yeah, but that, that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. No, I just wanted to bring that up because people always act like it does. But when you're on the DL, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And uh, but the other thing was apparently Lawrence had recently moved there, and then I don't know where he moved from though. Uh, around the same time that uh, McMillian had moved back. So I'm like, is this their first time meeting? I don't know. When I read that they had met in a bar, for some reason I thought that was the beginning of their friendship, not or their relationship, not the night of the death. So did those ha- did that happen on the same night? No. So they did know each other previous. Prior. 
prior. But they tried to say that it was just, he just knew him just because of the bar. Mm Mm-hmm. But then there was other people saying that they knew each other before that. Yeah. I think, basically, I think Lawrence retold his parents he just met him at a bar. And then that McMillan said he wanted to be friends with him and invite him to a party. But let's also talk about McMillan was open gay. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like if you're curious about your sexuality and you meet someone that's openly gay... Especially when you're in an area that's very homophobic. Like, I feel like that gives you, like, some type of leeway to, like, try to figure out your sexuality. Mm -hmm. Like, they could have been interested in each other. Yeah. But it also begs the question, the night of the murder, his parents, McMillian's parents, or his mother and his stepfather, um, said that he was just leaving to move the cars in the driveway or something like that. And didn't come back home. So Yeah, so he didn't want to tell his parents that he was going to go hang out with maybe a gay man? No, this was McMillian. 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 Because oh. when he moved back to Clarksdale, he was living with his parents. Oh, His I'm mom sorry. and his stepfather. I got it so his mom and his stepfather said the night of February 25th, he had left to move the cars in the driveway and did not come back. They went to bed and the stepfather had woken at midnight. Um, and, uh, Macmillan was not back home. Well, that's the other thing, though. Okay, this is a 33-year-old man, Mm -hmm. so he's not really going to tell his parents. Exactly. But at the same time, why would he tell his parents that he's going to go hang out with some 22-year-old when that 22-year-old could have been gay Mm -hmm. and wanted to, like, learn, learn about his sexuality from Macmillan? So I don't think Macmillan would tell his parents anything like that. Right, right. But he was, he wasn't, the thing to me is he wasn't. It didn't seem like he was planning on actually going anywhere. He's, he's, if he was just moving cars from the driveway. That's what he told them he was doing. But I thought he picked up Lawrence. He did, but according to his parents, he had he was just moving the cars from the driveway and then he was coming back in. Like, he wasn't leaving the house. He was just moving cars in the driveway. Oh, so it's like I see. So, so it's like did, he could have hit him up. Yeah, exactly. Like Lawrence could have hit him up. Because he wasn't, like, going out to a bar that night. Like, it doesn't seem like that was in the plan. But then in Reed's story, he says that they were planning on going to a party that night. And uh, they ended up in a deserted area where he tried to make sexual advances on him. So it's like, those stories don't really match up to me. No, they don't. Because I think if he was going to a party, he would have, like, told his parents. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's a 33-year-old man. I'd be like, hey, I'm going out for the night. That simple. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that was kind of weird, but maybe that could have also been a cover story if they were lovers. And if Reed wasn't openly, you know, openly gay, maybe, um... Does anybody know what party it was, though? Does, it, does anyone can confirm that there actually was a party? But no, they said it was a party in another town. Yeah. So that's very questionable, that itself, because there's no details from there. Also, to me, why would a someone running for a candidacy, a candidacy position, a Go public a office party. position, be going, just going to a, like, a, a little party? I feel like if Honestly, he was going to a party, it'd be, like, a big, fancy kind of event. The other thing is, though, 22-year-olds party, 33-year-olds don't really party. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, <laughs> you weren't going to a party. He wasn't, I mean, if you're running for public office, 
You're not going to go to, like, a hood party. No, it would be some type of, like, uh, like an event, like a gala or something. It just, I don't think it would be just a little Which house party. his family would know. Yeah, like, that that doesn't add up to me either. Yeah, and the more that we talk about it, it, like, it makes sense, like, like he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence is lying. Lawrence is lying. Let's see, Lawrence has a 22-year-old 22 year, 22 mentality. I'm, I'm wearing, I'm just getting this from you. You're getting it from me, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I can't speak. <laughs> mentality, yeah. So he has this 22-year-old mentality. So he's, like, making up plans for a 33-year-old that he murdered that probably wouldn't have even done the stuff that he was saying. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they could have just been, like, you know, trying to get each other, like, romantically and stuff. And we all know there's no age limits on that, so... It's just, that's not, I don't know. But then it's hard to see if they were lovers or were they just friends and what exactly was the relationship. And we'll never know, I, I guess. I know, I just don't. I mean, that's just those theories, those kind of, you know. But, like, his friends and his family don't want to think that he's gay. They get very offended that the media was assuming that. I would assume that, too. I mean, you'd have to. Like, this is an openly gay politician with someone else. Why it just feels like a hate crime. Yeah, because again, the murder of the or the the murder of the death. Wow, the uh, manner of the of the murder was just barbaric. Yeah, I mean, regardless if they were, you know, if Reed was gay, if Reed was on the down low, if Reed wasn't gay, this to me it just seems like a hate crime. What he did, all that extra stuff he did to his body it was unnecessary. Mutilated. Burn his phone, mm-hmm. took his car. And the thing is, though, this was like, oh my god, it's just like, it's just so much. This wasn't like, oh, I accidentally killed him, let me call the police. Oh, I accidentally killed him, let me just leave the scene. This was like, let me do all this extra stuff, all this extra steps. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he took his car and was seen by one of his friends at like 8 a.m., on the 26th, at like 8 a.m. in the morning, um, just driving around visibly bloody. In the in McMillian's car. Not his car, in uh, McMillian's car. And then he had a head-on collision. Right he had a head-on collision with another vehicle and had to be airlifted to the hospital. Yeah, I remember that yeah. part, too. Yeah. And, they were te- the, and I bet you they didn't test his clothes for blood to see whose it was. Probably not, because at, at that point... Since he was driving Macmillan's car, they were looking for him. They were looking for Macmillan. Yeah. They had, and then I think he was arrested, but I don't think he was found guilty until 2015, two years after the murder. And if he was airlifted to the hospital, if they had to do anything, they typically just cut up the clothes to get them off Mm -hmm. the patient's body, and then they're discarded or whatever. So I'm just wondering what his mentality was through that. To, if this happened probably at night, like towards probably about two or three in the morning, I, I don't remember. I think, I think it was around then. I don't. I didn't look at the exact time. I, I'm wondering what his mental state was to where he was literally driving around till eight a.m. He the head-on collision happened at eight thirty a.m. He was just driving around all night in McMillian's car. Uh, I feel like that he. I feel like either he he feels crazed at that time, like manic, yeah, or he is in feels shock. guilty or is in shock, yeah, like something. I don't know what his mental state was that he was driving around for that long before he crashed the car. 
It's just crazy. This case was crazy. My conversational points that I had made were, um, could this have just been a lover's quarrel? I mean, it's not super crazy that something like this would come from a lover's quarrel because I feel like some of the most brutal murders always happen um, when it, and, and the person is the spouse who did it. Yeah. That, that is like a normal thing. That's why they always look at the husband or the boyfriend or even the girlfriend mm-hmm. or the wife. Yeah, you know? they're always the first suspect until they can yeah. get out. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes in just the brutality of the murder makes it more realistic to being someone emotionally connected to the victim. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me in this case. But could they have also been friends? There was a friend of, uh, I forget what his name was, uh, something Jones, a friend of uh, Marco McMillian who said that they were lovers. He said that they were lovers. Oh, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, why would he lie about that? Exactly. He's not getting anything out of lying. Exactly. I mean, McMillan's already dead. Right. Right. And he, it doesn't seem like... And he was in... Lawrence was already going to jail for murder. Right. So what would be the point of being lying? There know? is no... I. The, to me, he's lying because he doesn't want his family to know he's gay. He doesn't want his friends to know. He doesn't want his girlfriend to know. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. his girlfriend a lot older than him, too? I have no idea. I didn't even know he had a girlfriend until you said so. Yeah. <laughs> she was older, too. Probably. Uh, oh, yeah, I was wondering, because I didn't look at where Lawrence Reed moved from, and I was curious if they had moved from around the same area, possibly. I don't know, because they both moved back to, back to or, well, Lawrence Reed moved into Clarksdale around the same time that McMillan moved back to Clarksdale. So I was like, I just thought that was kind of weird, but I didn't know where Lawrence Reed actually came from. So I'm like, did they move from the same area? Did they know each other prior to being in Clarksdale? I have no idea. I, I didn't look it up. I didn't do the research. <laughs> <laughs> they were try- trying to make it a hate crime. Uh, his parents were really advocating that it was a hate crime. And um, if, it's, if it's a opinion. lover's quarrel, does that still is that still considered a hate crime? Even if it was a lover's quarrel, possibly he was still killed because he was gay. But also because this other guy didn't want to accept that he was gay. I mean, the state of Mississippi just took it as a murder. They didn't take it as a hate crime. They didn't take it as a lover's quarrel. They just took it as a murder. A murder. But to, to me, just saying a murder means there's no connections to it. And there seems to be a few. You know? If that makes sense. Oh, I was also wondering, could the fact that if they were in like a secret relationship... Could the fact that McMillian was running for public office have scared, um, had scared Reed? Yeah. If they were sneaking around. Well, yeah, because Because all of that could easily come out. Yeah, I was going to say, because anyone who wants any political gain and wants any blackmail information or anything to help further their career versus the opponent's, could probably do some digging yeah. and probably find that out. Yeah. And then, of course, they would air it. Yeah. So it's like, could that have also been a... That, to me, it seems like a good motivation Stuff for... Stuff that does not stay secret. It doesn't. <laughs> it's... Oof. We know the history of men getting caught in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, that is a normal thing with politicians. Oh, yes. And, like, we had previously, because we've just been discussing this, there were three takes on this, which was Macmillan and Macmillan and Reed were lovers. Uh, Macmillan and Reed were friends and Reed panic after a sexual advance. Or um, others believe the sexual intrigue is a smokescreen for political assassination, which 
the lovers thing and the political assassination are the two that makes the most sense to me. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't in the I middle part. I don't think know that the sexual advance would warrant that kind of reaction. Reaction. I don't either. I don't either. I just don't know anyone who snaps like that. Who snaps and yeah. like chokes someone with a chain, drags their dead body to the water to make sure they're dead, and then, then sets, sets it on, on fire? fire? Yeah, that no. That is brutal. Like that's not how people snap. Like, no, you snap. You like not scream. Even how people think? I just don't get that. Literally, that's terrifying. Alicia's murderer was found, but it's just like, why did the murder happen? Why? It's just always going to be there. And has not enough, he just never answered that question. And I guess, it, since he's he found legal, they don't really need any other explanation other than yeah. her. Honestly, and people don't really tell secrets until they're on their deathbed. Mm, that's true. That's very true. But I did find a fun lore, which okay. was, it's not really fun. No, it is fun. <laughs> it's but it's kind thing. of creepy. <laughs> so, the only reason I want to tell it is because uh, I because of that supernatural episode about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lore... And Clarksdale is supposedly like a super haunted town. Tons of like deaths of blues singers. Crossroad demons kind okay. of stuff. Oh, that's the town that it's... Mm-hmm. That's the town, Clarksdale. That's where Robert uh, Robert Johnson supposedly sold his soul to the devil so that he could have uh, sick guitar playing skills. And then he was later killed by uh, the jealous wife of one of his lovers. Who they poisoned him, and I'm like wondering if that was just his time being up or something. Yeah, there was tons and tons of like death in this town of like black young blues singers, like talented people. So I was like, what if? I was hoping that this is where the story was gonna go. But I was like, <laughs> what if he made a deal? He was a very successful young black gay person. What if he did? But then I'm like, no, that discredits black gay people and their ability to like be super successful. So I was like, no, actually we're just gonna Also he didn't really get much before he died. Well that's the thing though. They have like a, a limit, like a number of years in which they'll be successful before they have to pay the piper, which is their soul, which means they die and they get dragged to hell. If he was successful for, like, 10 years, then... Like, that's how it was in Supernatural. You had a 10-year limit, and then the devil... The the devil's hounds came for you. It's like your soul that's to hell. <laughs> that's a cool little lore for Clarksdale, but just something to... I don't think that's what happened to Macmillan. I you think that his life Clark was taken. Still? That would be Third fun. Road Hell yeah. Down. Hell yeah. See all the ghosts. <laughs> we need to go on a ghost tour. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down. We need to just actually. You know, we could do that just in Ohio, right? Because this is Ohio is the most haunted state in America. It is the most haunted state in America. I believe that. Yeah. Uh. So (laughs) there's like a meme going around that has like the number of hauntings in each state, and Ohio is like 150, and it's like the most. And someone's comment was like, "Ohio, y'all okay?" We're like. I, mean, yeah. we live I in think Ohio. like there's yeah. somewhere else at a Dayton where it's like haunted by natives because you know even in Ohio there was natives here and that English settlers like killed off a lot of people around here. I thought that was that Helltown or was there is there another no, list? that's like outside of Dayton like it's not that Ooh. far. I forget what it's called. We're gonna figure it out and do an episode on it. Haunted Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, that. We should start doing haunted Ohio stuff. So do we have any final thoughts for this case? Mm, no I got everything out that was I mean my theory yeah yeah me too I think it was a hate crime and a lover's quarrel yeah 
Yep, and we won't know. Maybe, maybe we'll know on Lawrence's deathbed. I don't, yeah, yeah, because I'm like, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think anyone's gonna dig any yeah. further since yeah, we have a clear too. killer. And clearly, like, they're still pushing for legislation yeah. for... I like how you stood up super dramatically just to tell us that. <laughs> Legislative. <laughs> They're submitting it for other hate crimes. Mm. Okay, Mississippi, please get it together, alright? Thank you for listening to this episode of Another Murder Cast. My name is Aisha. I'm Emily. I'm Jess. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.